the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Coming up, I'm going to talk about Arthur Morgan. Who's Arthur Morgan? Stay tuned, and I'll tell you who Arthur Morgan is. Maybe that'll be second segment, though, so you're really going to have to stay tuned. Let's talk a little bit about the stock market, shall we? Um, yesterday we talked Maverick and how Maverick is getting people back out of their houses and it's showing you that the economy is opening back up. We see it with higher gas prices on a year over year basis. People are traveling a little bit more demand was there. We're seeing a little temperance because inflation has, has created how much money do I have? How far can I go? We talk Titanic. We talk Jurassic Park. We talk, uh, Maverick to help understand what type of economy we're in, not because I have any sense of, of culture. I don't. I thought Squid Games was a great movie, except for it's a little too easy to figure out. Hmm. Why are all these young people, 500 of them in a game with one old person? Hmm. Anyhow, it was clever. But I'm not a pop culture show. Although I did watch Breaking Saul last night because I, not Breaking Saul, Better Call Saul. So Breaking Bad was a great show, AMC, and it shows you like there's quality content that we can consume. Disney's going to report this week. Disney's going to be a big one for me, but I'm way ahead of myself. Let's talk about the stock markets. Yesterday, the NASDAQ was down slightly. The SP 500 was down slightly. The Dow was up slightly. Those slight days tell me like, oh, what's coming up later that we're looking forward to? Wednesday's inflation report. Sadly, I will not be here on Wednesday. Best of. I've got a family matter that I must deal with. Back to school, right? So Trump says Mar-a-Lago was raided by the FBI. The FBI raided Mar-a-Lago. In a lengthy statement released in the evening, Trump said that his beautiful home is currently under siege, raided, and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. They even broke into my safe. I don't know what the raid's about. Conservatives are right. No one willingly goes to South Florida in August. Not even FBI agents. It's grotesque. I was once in Miami in August, and I learned that the state bird there is a flying cockroach. It was a 14-inch thing that flew into my face and i'm like what is going on here so there must be some sort of urgency to the probe the fbi had to convince a federal judge that there was a probable cause of a crime committed and that proof could be found in a particular location that's as far as my knowledge on the law goes i've got a brother who's a judge like i I have some knowledge but not that much knowledge What's this all about? We'll find out, but it's political season and political season plays into the investment world, right? If you did not see the massive spending bill with amazing tax breaks, 
that corporations will take advantage of and they'll invest big dollars into and hopefully get consumers new product. There's financials that meet politicians on a regular basis on this show. I know we don't really want to get into that because you want to break from that. Oh, oh, probably the first woman that I wanted to marry is dead. Olivia Newton-John dead at 73. Yes, I was a, you like the blonde Australian girl as a teenage kid. Yes, she was way older than me. Yes, all those things are true. Sandy Olson. Let's get physical. When when Bill Murray went on, Dave Letterman, very first guest ever on the late night show or the late show. And he starts doing physical. Well, that wasn't the first one, but Bill Murray was kind of legendary for his appearances. I was like, yes, two of my favorite things. The guy from Groundhog Day, yes. And alluded to, like, I'm showing my culture, even though I'm not supposed to be talking culture this segment. The UN calls attacks on Ukraine nuclear plants suicidal. Yeah. And now everyone's looking at Putin. And he's walking with a weird right arm, like it doesn't move from his hip. And they're going, is that because he's a gunslinger and needs to pull his gun out fast? Or is it because he's got some sort of disease that's made his right arm dead? There's a lot that we'll never freaking fragging know. Just throwing that out there for you. There's a lot that we won't know. And speculation comes in. You want to try to limit your speculation, in my opinion. Micron warned this morning that fourth quarter revenue may come in at or below the low end of its revenue guidance. Yesterday was NVIDIA. So NVIDIA is saying, no, we're not selling enough gaming computer chips. We're not selling enough. And there's something there about Bitcoin, crypto miners shifting off Ethereum, like Something's going on with NVIDIA that we still have like this, like what's exactly, but Micron say, nope, it's all of us. All the semiconductor makers are having a rough quarter as far as guidance goes into the next quarter. And typically they're citing inventory adjustments. Signet Jewelers had a second quarter revenue warning. Uh, so if it's not the semiconductors messing it up, it's the jewelry, jewelers. And that tells me if Signet's having a problem, and Signet's one of those, like, I, to me, it's kind of an East Coast jewelry store that advertises during, like, Yankee games and Brooklyn Nets games. And they're like, hey, hey, you want to get your, your lady friend a nice ring? Come to Signet Jewelers. Uh, we we put quality in our, our business. Diamonds are included. We'll even guarantee you buy it from us that you bought it from us. And you're like, wait, wait, you just guarantee that if I bought it from you, you bought it from you. Exactly. So they're saying macroeconomic headwinds as decreased consumer spending. People are buying smaller diamonds. And it's, it's affected their price action. Second quarter productivity and unit labor cost report. Didn't exactly corroborate that labor cost inflation is at an end stage unless one accepts that the largest fourth quarter increase in unit labor costs since the first quarter of 1982 must be peak inflation. So, yeah, we got some economic data that we didn't really like today. Tomorrow is CPI. And to, to pull a Bill Murray, he once played a character on Saturday Night Live, the Star Wars lounge singer. 
And his Star Wars lounge singing song was Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So tomorrow's CPI day. If I were to do a song on a financial planning radio show, I'd go CPI day, nothing but CPI day, nothing but CPI days, all that's going to matter. The consumer price inflation index reading is going to be tantamount to the whole week as far as headline news goes. Do you believe me? Tune in tomorrow when I'll be in best of. Okay, so a 2.5% decrease in non-farm business sector labor productivity is the largest decline in labor productivity from the same quarter a year ago. It says that we need to get back to work. It's We've been less productive, the least productive since 1948. So productivity is going to hurt what our employers are paying us because they're paying us more and we're accomplishing yet less. As COVID hit our business model, uh-huh, you get the idea. Um, better get back to work because your employer's starting to notice that you're not as productive as you used to be. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. Arthur Morgan. Who is Arthur Morgan? He's the protagonist. He's the main playable character of Red Dead Redemption 2. He joined a gang when he was 14 years old, having lost his parents at a young age. And now you're going like, where's this going, Rob? Well, Take-Two Interactive reported earnings yesterday. Disney's going to report earnings tomorrow. There's something going on there that they're tied together. It has to do with COVID and entertainment and how we consume media. Last night I watched, uh, uh, well, I was cleaning, but I was watching baseball. I was watching the San Diego Padres new lineup against the San Francisco Giants. I was watching the New York Yankees lineup against the Seattle Mariners. It made for an entertainment consumption of media. But I'm going back to Arthur Morgan. Disney is going to show us how they did on Wednesday. And we also get CPI on Wednesday. Those are two kind of big things this week. Take Two Interactive showed us how they did last night. And they kind of give me a taste of what to predict if I were a short-term trader. I'm not. I was very good at it when I did it in my younger age, but uh, a mistake here or there kind of teaches you like, this isn't the game for me. Take two interactive, listen to their conference call yesterday. And let me give you a, a little bit of a tease about why am I, why, why is this guy talking about a video game maker? It's not that hard to, to make an assumption. Grand Theft Auto five has made over $6 billion. You name me one movie that's made over $6 billion. The profit blew its $265 million budget out of the water. Grand Theft Auto V is one of the most profitable games of all time. Listen to this. Grand Theft Auto V earns $911 million a year. Fortnite does something very, very similar. We're going to be talking about Fortnite and Grand Theft Auto for the next 10, 15, 20 years. Those are franchises that aren't going away. And if you were to see a cow on the side of the road, you'd go, oh, look, a cow. In this case, it's a cash cow 
that says moo millions. Grand Theft Auto earns $911 million on a game that came out how many freaking fragging years ago? It earns $2.5 million every single day. So yeah, I'm kind of interested in how they do. Are they Tesla? Nope. Disney is slated to report its fiscal third quarter results Wednesday after the close, and its theme parks will likely have benefited from the ease of COVID lockdowns. But what I want to see out of Disney is how much did the average park user spend? Were they hit by inflation? Does it hit your bottom line, Mr. Disney? How's that 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 subscriber service doing? Rob Black's cut a lot of his subscriptions in the last year. Have they cut you? Netflix said they lost a million users from April to June. But last quarter, Disney said we added 7.9 million users. It'll be very interesting because that Disney Plus is very expensive. I, I have a problem with Netflix and Disney Plus. I still feel like it's Hollywood light. I was trying to watch it. I was trying to get into Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan is every kid's like share fantasy rock star. Like Obi-Wan Kenobi is just, he's all that in a bucket of chicken. <clears throat> and I was trying to watch the show on Disney plus and it just, it sucked. It, 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 it had nice production values. It didn't have great production values. It, it was kind of not worth my time. So I am interested to see how much money they're going to pour into this. Or if I don't watch Disney Plus, maybe I'm going to go play the PlayStation 5 and ramp up a little Grand Theft Auto or Tiny Tina's Wonderlands or NBA 2K22 or Empires and Puzzles or replay Red Dead Redemption 2 because you can you can literally ride a horse and be a cowboy and just have your horse drink some water at a creek. And you're like, is this a video game? And like, yeah, because sheriff's coming for you. It's a little fantasy getaway, like being Obi-Wan Kenobi was a fantasy getaway for me as a kid. I didn't want to be Luke. Didn't want to be Darth Vader. I wanted to be Obi-Wan. And then Disney ruined it for me with a eh, mediocre kind of show. But they suspended their dividend because their dividend is tied towards all those little brats that go to Disney and they go, man, I want a Mickey Mouse down. And mom has to get Mickey Mouse ears and dad has to get Mickey Mouse ears and kid has to get Mickey Mouse ears. And then they have to ask themselves why they're living in an apartment 20 years later. They make so much cash from those freaking fragging Mickey Mouse ears that Rob Black's talking about. So, yeah, take two is kind of an important one. And the CEO said last night, we're not recession proof. Okay. Hollywood was not immune to a threatened recession. As consumer spending took a hit from rising inflation over and over again, he said, I've seen, I don't believe the entertainment business is recession proof or even necessarily recession resistant. We're seeing now the decline in consumer spending an increase in inflation will have an impact on the industry. You've seen it from our report today and from our competitors' reports as well. So CEO of Take-Two is saying the whole industry is getting hit because consumer spending is a little bit tight. So that is telling me I'm not expecting a lot from Disney. 
But yet also I know they've suspended their dividend and they have a monster dividend coming from their theme parks. And when they say their dividends coming back out and I own shares of Disney for the record, I'm like, sweet, I'm going to get 1%, 2% of, of money for every dollar I've invested with you. And they're like, yep, sweet. I don't care if Obi-Wan Kenobi's not very good. Give me some of that kid who's yelling, man, I need a cookie killer and Mickey Mouse he is. I want to make money off that kid, not so much the Obi-Wan. And I'll say this, like, <clears throat> Disney Plus is wonderful at grooming. I know you're saying grooming is a weird word, Rob. Be careful where you go out with us. I know, I know. But Disney Plus is a little bit weird in the sense that it kind of grooms, like, oh, the next Marvel superhero movie, the next um stormtrooper movie the next you, you get it pixar movie. like they're able to plant little seeds in disney plus and keep the audience attuned to their product anyway disney's be a big story tomorrow i'm a little bit ahead of myself today micron's warning basically created a caucus of um cacophony of noise that semiconductors aren't good right now. On top of that, NVIDIA yesterday, Signet Jewelers is saying the consumer's not very strong right now. I'm not expecting a lot from Disney. When Take-Two doesn't have its shine, I'm not expecting Disney to have a great shine. Productivity and labor reports suggest that we're being less productive at work, and that is a big, big problem on profitability. So it looks like we're going to be talking about earnings uh, reductions in the short term, if we're not productive at work, we're going to be talking about earning less money as corporations, earning less money as corporations going to equal into analysts saying, eh, maybe the company's not worth $115. Maybe they're worth $100. Job cuts will come if it goes down to $100. You get the idea. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. If you're listening to radio, you're hearing Boy With Uke. If you're listening to the podcast, it's been taken out. Go to YouTube and type in Boy With Uke, U-K-E. Listen to the song Toxic. It kind of sums up the segment here in my mind. He wears a mask. It's, it's one of those things that you're like, am I getting old? Is this too much for me? Look, I don't like Justin Bieber. I felt old when he was out 15 years ago. Boy with you, I think it's kind of cool. He's wearing a digital LED mask and my kids love it. And we have ukuleles lying around. So we kind of try to play along. Um, and what's interesting is my kid had a conversation. Why do you think he's wearing a mask? I said, marketing. So we had a, this big, long conversation on marketing. And he writes a lot of quick, fast songs on the ukulele, uh, pop songs that are really, really catchy and really venomous about breaking up with girls on how, like, why did you hurt me? <laughs> like he, he seemed shocked. So my kid's like, why is he wearing a mask? Why is he wearing an LED mask that um, you don't ever see his face? And I said, well, there's a little mysterious there. There's a little mysterious. <clears throat> and I said, also probably because he's Filipino and we just don't have that many crossover stars in America. It's it's very, very Caucasian-driven Taylor Swift, American Idol. And I said, my son says, why do you think he's Filipino or, or Hawaiian? And I was like, because he's playing a ukulele. <laughs> And I said, maybe he's got like warts on his nose, but I, I think it's probably the color of his skin that's making a market this way. And that's a sad, sad world when you tell your kid, I, I think this is a gimmick to get around something. Anyhow, that's boy with you can toxic. Um, this show has a lot to do with marketing. Marketing and advertising, I study aggressively. 
Um, I think it's really, really important to kind of get a beat on where things are going and why. Because the most successful investor of all time, Peter Lynch, once said in a book that he got investment ideas from his kids. Um, and it, he goes on to say, like, we'd go to the mall and, you know, my kids wanted to go in that store. And that store had a line of young kids buying denim jeans. And then you go to, okay, kids, we just got some new jeans for back to school. Now, what do you want to do? And they wanted to go to, you know, lunch or dinner at Chili's because that's where hot fajitas were. Now, I don't really believe Peter Lynch got investment ideas from his kids on a trip to the mall one day. But he did really, really well investing in consumer products. He ran what was called the Fidelity Magellan Fund. And it's still out there. It's one of the greatest mutual funds of all time. How would you would you say he's the Barry Bonds of investing? No, because Barry Bonds has that tainted, he juiced thing going on, right? He was kind of, Peter Lynch was kind of the Michael Jordan of mutual funds. So I was interviewing him one day. And he was a jerk. I think that's worthy of note. <clears throat> Yelled at his assistant. Wasn't very gracious for my time. I get it. And he's, he, he was still great for quotes. And I, I, I asked him, I said, so your mutual fund is the, the greatest of all time, the Fidelity Magellan Fund. And I said, why is it that more people lost money in it than made money? And that lies the major problem of investing. It's right there. That's the mystery. of If we can crack that, you had the most successful mutual fund of all time. You were a winner, winner, chicken dinner. You were the Michael Jordan. You, you swept 15 years in a row. You were that and a bucket of chicken. For the record, I really don't think there's anything better to bring to a picnic than Kentucky Fried Chicken bucket of chicken. Even though it's not made with real chicken, it looks like chicken. It's not chicken. Or is it chicken? And everyone goes, oh, it's Kentucky Fried Chicken. And they're all happy. And then they eat it. And they're like, oh, I wish I didn't eat that. For some reason, it doesn't process well in your stomach, right? Okay. So back to uh, Peter Lynch. And I asked him the question that pissed him off. I said, you're the most successful mutual fund of all time, and yet people lose more money than they made. And his answer was, I can't help them. They bought high and they sold low. They went to their office and said, hey, Mick, what's a good mutual fund? I got a little extra money and I want to save some money so me and my honey can retire. And Mick would say, hey, that Fidelity Magellan fund is doing pretty good. So people would buy high and then, hey, Mick, what's going on with the economy? Did you, I heard you lost your job and Fidelity Magellan's down. What do I do with it now? And he would sell low. That's the problem. People buy high and sell low. They buy on optimism. They sell on pessimism. You got to flip that one around. A down market is your best friend, in my opinion. I know you're saying, no, no, my best friend is Lizzie. I was having lunch yesterday and poor one walked into the bar. I was having chicken lettuce wraps. Delicious. 
Asian chicken last. Oh, delicious. So she walks in and she goes, she says to the bartender, she goes, um, yeah, my uh, date canceled on me. He's in a wedding party and he's he decided there's more fun stuff to do there than go on a hike with me. So her Tinder date canceled on her. And I was like, I felt bad for her. I wanted to talk to her. I was like, nope, don't do it. You'll be sitting in a weird, creepy vibe. So I can't, it's a trap. It's a trap. It was a trap. And Admiral Akbar deserves better. And if I can go back in time as a time traveler, I would, I would slap George Lucas. I would trap slap everyone who killed off Admiral Akbar because he was my favorite. But anyway, back to Peter Lynch. Most successful mutual fund of all time. And he lost, the average investor lost money in the fund because they would buy high, sell low. If you could do the opposite, you're going to be very successful. Here's what I do is I buy every two weeks in my 401k. When I get a lump sum of money, I scale it into the market. I got a lump sum of money in 2021 when I sold a home. And if I put it all in the market in 2021, I was put in the market with 70 all-time highs. Nope. Scaled it into the market where am I up? Nope. Am I better positioned because I scaled in? Yep. It's not that hard and yet people make it hard. I get emails every day right now. Like what's a safe investment? I'm like capitalism. The guy who invented dude wipes is projected to hit 90 million in sales this year. And it's a deodorant body wash product. It was a mistake product. And I just threw that out there for you. Because I find that very interesting. Here's why I'm not talking about the stock market today. Because today it doesn't matter. They're like, I could turn off the radio then. Yes, you could. Micron's important today. They're confirming semiconductors are struggling. On top of NVIDIA saying it. On top of AMD saying it. Everyone's saying it. Intel said it. Guess, Guess what? Semiconductors are struggling. That should not be a big surprise to you. Yesterday I had on, yesterday I did an interview with Adam Phillips. I put it on my website, Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show. Um, It's also on YouTube, Rob Black Show. So go to YouTube, Rob Black Show. I put on Adam Phillips and he said, you know, what we're likely seeing here is a dead cat bounce, a bear market bounce. For some reason, cats have got good PR agents recently, and we're not allowed to say dead cat bounce anymore. It's not politically correct. I'm not woke enough if I say dead cat bounce. So now I have to say a bear market bounce. His whole 15-minute interview that I did with him is at YouTube Rob Black Show. I think it's worth a, a gander because I was enjoying the July up market. I was enjoying, like, hey, I, I did scale money to the market like let's see how it's doing and then he just threw water on me yesterday saying nah i think it's a bear market rally i think we're gonna go back down i'm looking today and i'm like yep looks like a bear market rally looks like we're going back down and that's okay because to put in a market bottom you have to shake out people and you have to really prove that's the bottom is june 16th the bottom or not we'll find out hopefully We can get down there and we can go sideways for a little bit. So again, my best investment this year will be my, I'm investing every two weeks in my 401k. It won't be market timing. It won't be Peter Lynch. It won't be the best mutual fund of all time. It'll be the fact that I did it every two weeks when things were low and when things were high. When things were low, when things were high. The things I bought when I was low did better than the things I bought when they're high. In 5, 10, 15 years, the market does its job. Everything did well. Okay, okay, okay. 
Disney warned of a rough economy, but its diverse businesses offer security. It's closing in on its 2024 streaming target. Have you looked at this She-Hulk show? I still just can't. Yeah, I just can't get my head around that one. Too many superheroes. Yes. Trying to find something that's relevant. There's too much, too many options out there. Paramount Plus hits 43 million subscribers. Streaming rivals are struggling. Disney is firming up a bit ahead of earnings. I think that's going to be a big story. And how the consumer inflation hits that stock and or doesn't hit the stock. Other stories of note. I'm going to do more on the Inflation Reduction Act as the week goes on. It's just it's too early at this point to see what gets saved and what gets cut. Trump said the FBI rated his Mar-a-Lago home. That's interesting as it is a political year. Abortion is on the agenda. The ex-president being investigated by the FBI is on the agenda. There's going to be an interesting election season to see who keeps control and who keeps control obviously sets up spending bills like the one we're going to be analyzing later this week. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. New content on a daily basis on YouTube, Rob Black Show. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. I'm struggling to find two good articles to write up into a television spot. That's telling me that there's not a driving theme of the day. I could try to squeeze Micron into television, but Micron makes DRAM. Right now, how much DRAM do you have in your computer? Many of you said, I don't know. Who makes the DRAM that's in your computer? Many of you said, I don't know. So it's a commodity. What Micron tells me, it's about volume, volume, volume. When volumes are good, the stock is good. When volumes are bad, the stock is bad. If we have personal computers, laptops, notebooks, whatever we're consuming our, our computer time on, our processing power, there's DRAM involved. Commodities, when I say that out loud, you instantly think of oil or gasoline or wheat or corn or cattle or pork. You come up with something in your head. You don't necessarily think of semiconductors, but they're an important commodity to watch as well. That doesn't work on television. I wish it did. It doesn't. I got to do Disney and Disney doesn't report till tomorrow. So I have to pull a story from tomorrow's broadcast on television into today. And that's okay. Okay. You see what I'm going at. So today I have to make the story about, well, Disney's going to tell us tomorrow what consumer price inflation is going to tell us tomorrow morning. Consumer price inflation is going to give us a number of how much are we spending on steak? How much are we spending on movie theaters? How much are we spending on restaurants? How much are we spending? And you get the idea. Is it more? When Netflix raises their prices, shareholders go, wee, good. People love Netflix. And then when Netflix is suddenly, uh the economy is tightening up and people can cancel Netflix instantly. They don't have those silly deals that cable has where you have to pay a year in advance or you get a, a penalty where they come and slap your mother. Like, why are you coming and slapping my mother? I know this isn't violence against women shows. So I they slap your parent. <laughs> is that better? So you, you see a lot of truth in Netflix because it's a quick reaction. Disney's got like this crazy built in audience of kids and they've got this crazy built in audience of uh, kids that that know content well. 
Disney sells a billion dollars of Halloween costumes. Like they are a monster company. And I expect monster earnings and I expect them to shine when Netflix doesn't as we go all we always go back to Disney. So my friend is uh his wife is a little bit of a anti-vax nut job. Like she'll she's the type to scream at parents like you don't have to wear a mask. She's the type to tell principals like you don't have to wear a mask. And I, I just think you don't mess with your kids' schooling. You can like if you want to believe that and what that's fine. If you want to talk to Tucker Carlson at night and into your TV, that's fine. You, just, you don't have to scream at people your beliefs, especially when it's your kids' you know ecosystem of school. Anyway, um, earlier this year, she took her kid to see the Jurassic Park movie, and her kid's like seven. And I was like, that's kind of a scary movie for a seven year old. Because she was at my house at a Super Bowl party a couple of years before. And she says, my kids can't watch commercials. They're too violent. And, well, guess what? I said, I was talking to my friend the other day. Because I said, what movies have you seen this summer other than that basically R-rated dinosaur movie? And he goes, oh, we just watched Sunny with, uh, with a Chance of Meatballs or something like that. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I'm like, ah, you're reverting back to the Disney-type world. You're reverting back to kids' movies. I know Sunny with, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs wasn't Disney. But that has to be my story today of during times of inflation, do we go with quality of Disney or do we go with quantity of Netflix? Hmm. Interesting, right? Does the consumer say, yeah, this is worth it because it's more premium? Where do we make our sacrifices? I'm really interested in ARPU, average revenue per user. So when Disney reports tomorrow, they'll have a conference call and they'll we'll send out their CEO and he'll go, yes, the parks did fantastic. We sold one bazillion Mickey Mouse years and we raised the price of Mickey Mouse years by $1. And we sold a bazillion and then 10 of them. It was better than expected. He's going to tell us our people paying obnoxious. That's what it comes down to. I like Disney as investment because it's obnoxious. It is one of the most obnoxious companies on the planet. The way they, they market to our children, it's slick. It's sweet. It's smooth. Hannah Montana, you're awesome. I get no drugs, no alcohol, no mustaches, nothing like that. It's good, clean entertainment. That's what I'm going to be looking for from Disney. Are they recession-proof or not? So Disney Plus is kind of important because it's such a cash drag. And the question is, what we're learning with Netflix is do you pay a premium for subscribers that can quit at any second and can bounce around from Disney plus to HBO max. There's only one more episode of Westworld and that is a trippy show and that's HBO max. And then after that, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm canceling HBO max unless the new game of Thrones is all that in a bucket chicken. There's a big controversy going around about the new game of Thrones prequel. And, uh, it's a lot of sex in it and a lot of violence towards women and a lot of sex with violence in it. And there's a controversy. I'm like, what's the controversy? It sounds like great television. I can't wait to watch it. So I will cancel HBO Max if I watch the first episode and ain't all that in a bucket of chicken. There's not a lot of loyalty on digital streaming. And that's what I'm going to be paying attention to tomorrow with uh, Disney. So when it comes to where do I put my investment dollars? Is it Disney? Is it Netflix? I've never owned Netflix. I've always wanted to own Netflix. I've never owned Netflix. 
and I feel like I shouldn't own Netflix. Because then I go Disney or YouTube. And I know you're saying YouTube. I watch more YouTube than I watch Disney. I watch more YouTube than I watch Netflix. I watch more YouTube, like a lot more. Hmm. I like live concerts. And for some reason, YouTube's got a lot of good music on it. Anyhow, we've been through a lot together. European debt crisis, Asian financial crisis. We've been through SARS, West Nile, Ebola, Y2K, uranium. We've seen oil at $10. We've seen oil at $150. We'll get through this. Uh, but we do need to learn a little about inflation and the consumer. And Wednesday is about CPI in the morning. And Wednesday is about Disney in the afternoon. It's it's the story of the week. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 